Welcome to the Group Yourself in Music Podcast. I am Levi Jelena, and my co-host is Levi Myers. We are the two Levi's. We started the Good Christadelphian Music Podcast because there's so much music being made in our community, and we want to highlight it. We want to help people find music that is helpful for them in their walk. And also, hopefully, encourages the continued production and use of music in our community and in our services. How are you doing, Levi? Doing very well, thank you. I'm excited to be doing this podcast episode with you again. It's always good fun. Yeah, we're back. It's episode four. Um, we have an interview with Sister Rachel Hawking, who uh, has led and organized the worship books, um, which is a great conversation. So that will be, and we did that interview together, um, which was fun. So uh, I'm excited to get to that. Um, but first, we're gonna you're gonna go over two useful websites, and I'm gonna do an album review, and I'm gonna jump right into that. So uh, I. I wanted to highlight an album that is on Spotify and Apple Music. You can find it everywhere. And it's called Songs in a Strange Land by the Christadelphian Art Trust. Spotify says that it came out in 2004, which I guess sounds about right to me. Um, but I thought it might have been even earlier than that. Um, but I guess I, I would have said early 2000. So it, it, I'm sure when they, they put it on here, they labeled it correctly. Um, and this was huge i listened to this cd a ton when i was a kid so i was 17 in 2004 um th this was this was one i definitely played a lot have you heard this one before i have you know what's funny about this album is i found it on spotify in the earlier days of spotify when there really was like no other christadelphian music at least that i could find at the time on any like streaming platforms wow. so finding something christadelphian was so exciting and it was yeah definitely played quite a bit just because of that yeah and they've done a good job we talked about this i think in episode one about spotify how um when you you can they're an easy album to find because when you search christadelphian they come up because christadelphian is in the name right Which, um and so yeah and this album has decent play counts as well so i know we, i know people are listening to it but if you haven't listened to it before, I absolutely would uh, suggest it. I think it's a classic. So it's interesting. I, I was saying to you before we, start, we started recording that I don't actually know anything about the Christophian Art Trust. Like I remember when it came out and there's a second album after this one that came out called Wonder. Um, and so, you know, and, and the name is, I, I imagine, pretty descriptive of what it is. I know it was Sydney based. Um, and this album is a collection of different acts, all all uh, playing under the name Christelphian Art Trust. Um, so it's not when you listen to this album, it's it, it's interesting in that it's not a um, it's not the same voices every time, and he, and the songs have really contrasting styles. It's it's becoming evident how good we are at doing our research before these podcasts. <laughs> so if you are the person responsible for this album, please reach out to us. We'd love to know more. And uh, maybe we could even feature you in one of our interviews. And I know that I know at least three of the acts that are in here. So there is there's a lot of Luke Jerevicious, um, who has I don't think released a Christelphian music album, but I know for sure that's him. Ari Pickering is in here, and the guys that eventually made the made now Endless, which I've highlighted on here before as well. Um, uh, they also have a song, which is Day After Day, which is the second track. So the first track is definitely Luke Jervicious. The second track is definitely Endless. Um, 
and then uh, so long, oh, closer to Jesus, which is the fifth track, is definitely Ari Pickering. I know that, but I don't know uh, the rest of the rest of them. And I don't, you know, you don't need to obviously. But all the all of them are so good. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get, when when you did now review, you did kind of go through it uh, track by track. So I'll, I'll do some of that. But what I what I enjoy about the album is it's um, it definitely it has kind of it, it rises and falls emotionally. So the first three uh, are kind of really upbeat songs, uh, really easy to listen to, you know, um, easy to easy to play uh, in the car. But then it starts to get more thoughtful in the middle. So there's a closer to Jesus, which is an amazing, like I said, Ari Pickering song. It has this really neat line uh, that he repeats. That it's a line I've had in my head ever since. It says, uh, "If I if I was your shadow, even if just for one day." would I be closer to Jesus or would I be further away? Which is a beautiful uh, concept and a good question. Um, and then the song, the track after that track six is Irish Blessing, um, which is a beautiful wedding song, um, uh, beautifully performed. I wish I knew who it was that performed that because it's a really neat, it's a really neat full voice, you know? I've always loved Irish Blessing. It's, yeah. a, it's just such a classic. It's, it's such a beautiful song. And most of these songs, speaking of, of um, our interview later, most of these songs are in the Purple Worship Book. Um, so that's where you can find the music for Irish Blessing um, and Closer to Jesus. These are all, these are, I'm pretty sure, I guess this is another thing we could have prepared ahead of time, but I'm pretty sure all of these are in the Purple Worship Book. Uh, would have been a good question to ask Rachel. Um, Teardrops Fall is the seventh song, and it is an absolute heartbreaker. Um, very, very direct about mourning and God's involvement with us at that time. Um, and then Let Us Run, which is kind of a classic now, now it's it's a great, it's performed on the album as a large group singing song. That song translates great to a large group. And then it ends in a kind of a really meditative low way again. So so it has a, like I'm saying, to, after teardrops fall, the vow, keep you first, let us run, it kind of it comes back up emotionally again. And then ends with so long awaited which is a very meditational uh so long awaited and dwell are both very meditational and then at the, at the last song is actually purely uh, instrumental so it's kind of a neat uh, there's definitely a um kind of a kingdom come vibe at the end of the album so all all individual tracks that are i think i think the whole album does play through well i think there's obviously a lot of great intention and design in the order of the tracks in the album um, cause, and it makes it really easy to listen to because it is kind of thematic, I think, all the way through. And like I talked about, it has that emotional rise, emotional down, emotional rise, and then it finishes again with a uh, more meditative thinking. But also they break out individually so well because they're because it, it's not the same act who's performing it. Anyways, I think this is a very accessible album, really a, a classic at this point. Um, and everyone should should listen to it and get uh, get more acquainted with it if you haven't already. That's a good summary, Levi. I think there's, all, like you say, there's a lot there if you're looking for, um, you know, if you're looking for upbeat music, happy music, or more emotional music that kind of strikes those heartstrings. Um, and yeah, I would definitely encourage anyone to check it out as well. So cool. Uh, maybe I'll start uh, jumping into some of these tools that we've both talked about that we've yeah. used. Mm -hmm. um, the first one, which I think is such a good tool, and I know tons of people who use this, it's jamespearsonmusic.co.uk forward slash hymns. And this is a really awesome, essentially concordance for online concordance for the hymn books. If you, if you Google James Pearson music or James Pearson hymn book, 
Pearson, P-E-A-R-S-O-N, it does come up as the first hit as well. Right, right. Yeah. So um, however you search for it, um, it should come up if you if you type in uh, James Pearson music. But basically this this tool is so good because if you're looking for a specific theme for an exhortation or a Bible class or a youth conference, um, it has both the Green Hymn Book and PTL um, books as well. So you can, and you can filter by which hymn books you want it to search for lyrics to. So if you only want the green hymn book and you only want to find lyrics from that, um, you can type in like darkness or light or Israel or breaking of bread and all these different keywords that you might be looking for, for specific exhortations. And um, you'll find a list of hymns that include that. So like I say, you can filter by, you know, just PTL, just green hymn book. And I just think it's, it's such a powerful resource for organists, for presiders and for speakers as well. So that's the first tool. Um, I don't know if you have any input on that, uh, Levi. Uh, I've used, I use this every single time I preside because um, it's, it, you can get the theme, you know, from this, from the exhorter and then turn around and you can at least offer some ideas to the pianist. This is the easiest way I think to, to, you know, to, to just take a theme, plug it in, get some music, you know, get, get some ideas. Um, so it's really, yeah, very, very powerful. Like I just, I just searched mountain and um, it's interesting because it, it goes through all the lyrics. So like not, cause you can use, you can kind of scan the first lines in the actual hymn book. Right. But, um, but you, you know, when you look up mountain, it's a like hymn 365 uh, reapers of life's harvest. Um, come down from hill and mountain is the beginning of the third verse, you know, so you have no other way of knowing that that was in there. <laughs> unless, unless I had a much better memory of all these lyrics of these, of these uh, hymns. Yeah. So I don't actually have a lot of background on this one either. James Pearson, there is, there's an, um, more info page on the website that kind of gives the background of James, but I don't see anything that I can find on the website, at least about if he created this tool or if his ecclesia created this tool, but whoever created this tool, James, thank you so much for, for providing it. Um, tons of people use it and, um, it would be terrible if this website ever went down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about it besides his, besides his about section. It says I'm 22. That's the first line that I'm sure that's not true. That's probably been the same for years. Yeah. That's gotta be at least five years old. I think about, I've been using this for about five years. So yeah, good stuff. Um, so that's the first resource. The second resource is for all you guitar players out there. So I play acoustic guitar and I always liked this website for CYC's youth conferences, um, young people's weekends around the campfire, um, because I always struggle to find chords. And then when I found this website, this website's awesome because it has tons of Christadelphian songs um, and it has the chords to them. So it breaks it down into a couple um, sections. I believe James Diliberto put this site together. In fact, he did. Yes. I can see that on the website there. And so it's got his classic like youth conference days music in there, which was like the songbook for youth conference. So tons of good stuff in there. Um, there's not as many like updated hymns or songs in here. So it's kind of some of the older content, but there's still tons of good stuff in there. And then the cool thing here is he's also got the 2002 green hymn book um, with guitar chords. And what he's done is he's basically taken his hymn book written the chords in for the different hymns. And then he's provided PDFs to, um, the, or JPEGs to pictures of his hymn book with the chords in there. So that's really cool, especially if you're trying to learn a hymn, you wanna play a hymn around a campfire or for a musical presentation at your ecclesia, 
definitely check this out. So again, it's music.seekthelord.com. We'll definitely put both of these links in the description of the episode. Um, so you'll see that uh, on whatever whatever app you're listening to this on right now, uh, that both of these links will be on there. That is just pictures of James's hymn book, like you said. I remember when you put it up there because you might not remember, but like kind of before social media was possible was was, a, was around, everyone had their own websites. So that was, but but kind of before blogs even. Like I had Jellano, my my dad had a website www.jellano.org, and then I had jellano.org/levi, and then I would meet people and actually tell them you can check out my website. James had that one had for years, seekthelord.com, which was kind of it's really just his own website, and it had like picture you know pictures from gatherings that he went to and stuff like that. So everything else in Seek the Lord is down. <laughs> he's, he's, he's removed it all except this hymn book, which is funny. So, so it's just yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's because he knows like people like me and, and a number of other people would be using this fairly frequently. I When I was in CYC, I used this probably every week or every other week. So yeah, super good yeah. resource. Definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, I think with that, we can move into our epi- our, um, our interview. Yeah, this was a great interview. Uh, we chose to do this one together, uh, which was good. Um, and Rachel is just really interesting. She's obviously very technically uh, capable, for sure, in music, and it's it's her career. And uh, she's done a lot of work. And I think we kind of asked about that. That's, but I think one of my favorite parts, a point that she brought up that I'm still thinking about, actually, kind of still mulling over in my head, is she said um, that praise, like 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 group praise, where the single piano player is the only instrument is actually easier right than than having other instruments at the same time and i never thought about that like like we 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 traditionally have for years really relied on you know piano music and then a hymn that is tied to the piano right well that's because it's it's like it's really easy to coordinate that only one person has to coordinate if you add in other instruments you, you need to have practice time which is very hard right and skill level, which is very hard um, to to reach the level of you know the quality level, which I think that would be acceptable. Anyways, I thought that was interesting, and, and she's trying to make that um, that is definitely the mission of the worship book is to increase coordination. Uh, and she yeah, so she she kind of talks about that. I thought that was interesting. What was your favorite part of the interview? Yeah, one one thing to to listen for is she talks about how the worship hymn book isn't actually meant to be, I, sh- I said that wrong because it, she said it's not meant to be a hymn book, which I thought was interesting because I always kind of thought it was. So that's an interesting thing that she she talks about and she'll go into the reasons for that. But um, yeah, yeah. You, you actually, so I remember editing it. You, you literally say like, I forget the line, but you say like uh, these hymn books and she says, well, it's not a hymn book. And you're like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she explains it. Um, so this is a great interview, so I'm happy to share this. So here is Rachel Hawking. Welcome to the Good Christelphian Music Podcast. We're very excited to interview Sister Rachel Hawking, and Levi and I are doing this interview together. So hi, Rachel. How are you doing? Hi. Nice to meet you. How's it going, Levi? Pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. I'm excited to hear what Rachel uh, has to say to us. Yeah. So, Rachel... Uh, Let's pretend that someone doesn't know you at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Or me. What's your kind of musical background? I know it. I think it's pretty serious. I play piano. That'd be the simple answer. But started lessons when I was four, like a lot of kids, and just sort of kept with it. And eventually went to uni, studied, and now I work at uni and I teach piano. And 
yeah, do lots of music projects and some research. Cool. But it's all in music. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we're having this interview because you're working on pulling together the third volume of the worship book, which yeah. I'm very excited about. I'm a big fan of the first two worship books. Let's go back to worship book one. Like what inspired you to make a new song book of sorts? Or what do you call it? What, what, what do you call the book? Worship book. I worship call book. it the worship book. Okay. We have purple worship and orange worship. So look, it was, it's years ago now, I think it was 2008 is the first book. What happened was we were going to, we, we were organising music for the Christadelphian, the Australian National Christadelphian Conference. And Nita Laurie said, it'd be great to have a whole week of music where it's just Christadelphian music. We've surely, we've got enough. And we already had these sorts of little paperback youth conference books in existence and then Ben Grace said oh the cats are doing a project and we've already started writing out some songs but I haven't gotten to finishing it and I said okay I'll take on the project so I I took it on that became my job for the conference and I wanted to turn it into something that was that had quality that people want to enjoy holding in their hand and playing from and to make sure it had a massive variety of music that came from the Christadelphian community. And what I ended up being given was 12 barely written out songs (laughs) and and a debt. (laughs) And so from that it was like, okay, we can make, we can, turn this into something and so we we gleaned a lot of songs that had already been published into some of our little you know handwritten paperback books as well as grabbing some new music and as well as giving a project for composers for that Christadelphian conference to come to write something to the theme so things like I Will Wait For You which is in the Purple Worship book that's a song we absolutely love I, I know Sydney absolutely loved it and that was actually written for that particular conference and so then what happened was we had a I had it done, you know, leading up to the conference and we launched it before the conference and then we had it for conference is, is the way that my memory serves me with it. And then I did a similar thing with the orange one. It was like, okay, we'll just repeat the process. And that's that was 2016, so that was eight years later. And now I'm thinking eight years later. <laughs> 2024 should be thinking about um, possibly doing another one and we've now got you know a whole different generation of composers and you know some of them they've they've seen the worship books and the way they're used and and they really want um, to share their music through something like that so they're the ones who have been talking to me saying are you going to do another one are you going to do another one and I think yeah well actually although some ecclesias might feel like it's a bit of new music overload for those where we're trying to encourage them to use their talents and service, we need something like this to be able to put it in and share and and continue to sort of try and raise the bar of music in Christadelphia. I think that's really cool. It's it's really cool to see how much new Christadelphian music is coming out now. I'm curious what what your process has been and kind of is for, you know, this new book on, on choosing songs. How do you, how do you choose which ones are good? Cause now there's so many, I don't know if for the first couple of books, maybe it was hard to find songs, like to find enough for the book. 
certainly no, I think no. now. Um, no. I think for the purple one, yeah, because we tried to do that. And I should say I, I always sort of we've, we have people who help us out massively with these projects. So I usually have about 20 people helping me out with the project, everything from notators through to, um, you know, people check the lyrics and all, all sorts of things. But the I really liked the process behind the Orange Book, which is what I'm using now, and I do think the Orange Book is a better book than the Purple Book. But I know people, you know, your, your emotion just lies where it lies with some of these things when they're introduced to you. But the the process with the Orange Book, which is what we're using for this book, is there's a set date. You have to get your composition in by that date through our website. And then after that date, well, with the Orange Book, it was an entire week of listening because it, there were 360 songs wow. to, that were submitted. What's the and, total? What, what, did, what did the total end up as? 130-something. Uh, yeah. It's sort of around 130 because, mm-hmm. and that's to do with the layout of the book and the way, the way the songs are, we condense the songs a little bit to get them into the book as well. But yeah, so that so that process is just sitting, and it, I think we spent five minutes on each song, and it took days. It took it took days and days, and it it was serious sitting down listening. Does it work? Yes, no, and we're we're actually thinking of things like where where could it be used? What's the range of the song? What how difficult would it be to learn? If it is difficult to learn, is it worth it? You know, those sorts of things. Also, what's what are the lyrics doing? Do we like the lyrics? Or if we ask for a change in the lyrics, will that person be open to it? Or things like that. And then also trying to make sure that we've got a broad range of subjects within the book as well. And that all comes down to usability for the book as well. And I know there's areas in the book that where we need more types of songs written, like it would be great to have some more Christadelphian-only songs for the bread and wine for that moment in the service, that we, we just don't have enough of those. And so it's sort of coming up with having all those sort of practical things going on and, and yeah, just think about is it good, where would it fit? That's cool. I hadn't, hadn't thought about a variance of themes before until you brought that up. That would be a, that would be a challenge. Well, the Christadelphian default position is to open up the Psalms and just grab the lyrics from there. And that sounds like I'm being really sort of sarcastic or something or okay. derogatory about that. But I'm just, I'm just stating the, the fact from what I've seen that that's, that's sort of where people go. So my absolute favourite, favourite pieces from the Orange Book Psalms are ones where people have just opened it up and used Psalms, but we can't have everyone, you know, doing that because um, then there's all these other parts where we need music and we need music for that part in the service or music to inspire us on those themes sort of thing and, um, you know, they're sort of gaps that would be nice to fill as well. I'm going to jump back to you talking about including different people in service. Could you tell us some stories or examples of that? Like, is there is there a time or an interaction you can think of that you really felt was good or special? I think this project um, has been a fabulous place to meet a lot of people. And um, one person in particular I'm thinking of is Amy Parkin, who's an absolute legend. And sort of on the same wavelength, I should say, with the notators in the past, it's been myself, Nita Laurie, Amy and Timon Burney 
has written some out and it's sort of, you know, you have a list of 130 and a lot of them have never been written out before. So it's easy to divide that up and some of them we write out by ear. So the music net hasn't existed before. Um, but I st- I'm still yet to meet Amy in person. But, <laughs> but you know, comes. she's she's some of the emails we've had and everything. Yeah, she's from the UK. So, oh. so, so with this project, it sort of it enables us musicians who are like-minded musicians to come together across the world to to get it done yeah and she's written out she generally writes out all the Handsworth stuff so a lot of Richard Alleyne stuff and she's also a composer as well Nita's a composer as well I'm a composer as well I, I think of things like that and I just think that's that's amazing to meet and work with people that we've never met before but just because of technology we can actually yeah get get a project together like this and then we ended up she sang on some of our worship book collaboration things that we did during lockdown as well let's talk about that talk about the worship book collaboration and uh where to find that yeah okay so during lockdown we just did a few songs and it's under worship voice i think it's called voices of worship actually and that was just a way because we're all stuck at home and couldn't do things And each of the collaborations, you know, they had a little bit of a purpose behind them and, you know, it was fun organising it, but the the Crowned with Glory one, for instance, which has a lot of orchestral musicians in it, a lot of the people in there, the the target was finding Christadelphian musicians who lost work because of COVID. So they were musicians who either, you know, orchestral musicians professionally or teachers and we all couldn't play. You know, I, I accompany part of my job. I play for choirs six hours a week and wow. all of that just sort of stopped and, and I lost, you know, that six hours a week of, of that part of my, sec- my, my work. I lost that income during COVID and I knew I wasn't the only one in that sort of situation. So, that, so in that actual video, Christelphie musicians who sort of had to stop playing during COVID, and then another one that we did, the Lullaby Blessing, which Amy wrote, and she's in that video, that was just sort of testing the waters and seeing how we go with the online collaboration. And, I mean, that was so cool because we had, you know, Dan and, and um, you know, we had Nita down in Sydney and Amy and Daniel as well in Germany. And so so it's my daughter in Sydney as well, so it's sort of, you know, it was a bit personal as well, that one, which was really nice. And then some other ones we just sort of messed around and sort of did covers or different interpretations of songs like Let Go and Let the Rain Fall and those where can sort of things. The, where can these songs be found again? This is on our YouTube channel. So oh. it's The Worship Book on YouTube. Well, that's and, where, um, yeah, that, I, I loved that Let the Rain Fall song when it came out. We, we covered that in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, it's um, because cool, that that it? really struck a chord with me when, yeah, in early lockdown, I listened to it like five hundred times. So you said the I would worship. Love to, yeah, I would love to have a lot more Christelphian music that I could actually seriously and happily put on my playlist. And that it sounds a bit. I don't know how people might think of of someone like me saying that, but I just think we've still got a long way to go right in in some of the standards of the stuff that we're producing and also I think of you know driving in my car what I'd like to listen to and my driving music tends to be different to my 
at home music, which tends to be different to, you know, if I'm cleaning or things like that. And I just would love, I find sometimes we've got a style, but it'd be nice to open the doors and have a have a bigger range in style a, a, a much bigger range in style so that's why I wanted to try something like that and just sort of see <laughs> see what people would think and and also just if there's someone out there who's thinking oh I, I really would like to try writing that way maybe that might make them think okay yeah I'll try something along those lines or something different there's space for it there's a and, and a place for it yeah, amen to that. We say, we say that at the beginning of our of this show, our our like canned introduction is to is to encourage the production of of Christelphian music, basically, you know, yeah. um, and production production and use. Because I feel like the more people hear about it and get examples of it, then they're in, then they're inspired. Okay, I can do that too. Um, yeah, and and I mean, a lot of our musicians they're not formally trained. So I can understand that sort of idea of a developing confidence in a style. So I guess that's why I hope things like Worship Book or, you know, when they're listening to other types of songs like Let the Rain Fall, what's been done with that, that they think, okay, that, that would give a bit of confidence to, yeah, try, try something different right. and, and use their unique voice. Yeah, I think it's, it's so cool nowadays to just to have the access to equipment that we do and the ability to mm. record with like a computer and a microphone. Right. Yeah. And it really kind of opens up that opportunity for such a wide range of, of new music, both from, you know, a style wise perspective and, and also from just, you know, different, different parts of the world. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. really cool. Like you touched on earlier with, being able to to work with Christadelphians who you haven't even met and having access to all this, this recording equipment, we can do some really cool collaborating. And I think the more of that, that can happen, obviously the more content we're going to have and some cool stuff will come from that, I think. So, yeah, and a I lot agree. of really good praise, obviously praise, praise to God is, is the key. So. Yeah. Yeah. And finding, I look, I really do think this is a community thing as well. You know, it, it is it is completely anchored in praise for God and in an outward way, but it is a way of bringing a community together as well. One of my um, dream projects, which I did send emails out about at the same time as when we announced the composers for like the that we were going to do another book, is uh, and this is sort of the musicologist in me. Uh, what I would love is to have a book that has original music from the Christadelphian community that is representative of the different countries that we have ecclesias in, in language. So in original language would be really good as well. Maybe with uh, if I, if I was thinking of where it was going to sell or something, maybe I, I don't know if it would be an English based thing or. If we do translations or what, I don't know. But I, I would love a book that has something like that with some artwork and some poetry. And that's, you know, sort of a project that celebrates the community is is one that I'm, I'm really, really keen to do. But I sort of sent out some emails about it, got some replies and then have ended up getting busy with some other things. But that's that's a dream. Yeah, I like that idea. I think there's uh, there, there's probably a lot of desire for that, but yeah, that's definitely that's a job maybe someone really needs to spearhead because that's a lot of coordination. 
but it's, and I, I'm saying that from the multi-channel aspect of it, like trying to get not, it's not just music. It's not just art. It's not just written word that would make it, that would make it harder to then also be a quality that would be contagious. Mm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be really cool. <laughs> it would be awesome. Do you have any hopes or goals for worship book number three being different from one and two? I just, I would like it to be wider. So I'm hoping, you know, we'd reach even more countries with where people would submit songs from. I really like that for it to be even more representative. And like I said, also, I'd love, I'd love people to look at the subjects and, you know, write according to some of those subjects and avoid the Psalms unless they're absolutely got a burning, amazing Psalm tune. I think some some more introspective sorts of lyrics would be really good as well. Yeah, that I I guess and also reaching composers that we haven't gotten to yet as well. You mentioned the the breaking of bread as kind of a gap that you have. Are there any other category gaps that you feel like would be really cool to get some songs written about? Yeah, yeah, I think discipleship there's there's some things sort of we need more in the discipleship range that's motivating in a positive way i'm really not into those sorts of lyrics that that sort of go everyone else is bad and we're really good so you mentioned the website and the online uh submission so if you go to your website www.theworshipbook.com it it, right now it's kind of the top link it's submit dash your song or submit dash your dash song. And here you have kind of the rules for the submission, which is great. I mean, I'm not going to read it. This is my first time getting on, getting onto this site because it's the amount of preparation I put into this podcast, but you've, you've done a really good job. I think kind of really guiding people. So I do, cause this is, this is definitely one of my goals of this interview is I really hope that we get some people to submit, submit some music for you and, and uh, to hopefully get in the book. Um, and I think this would be this would be very helpful to read if 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 you're if you are a songwriter who's considering submission or anything like that. This is this is this seems really specifically helpful. Yeah, it's it's got what we're looking for, right? So right. for for this particular project, so and and it's meant to be so that you know you you might be trained in music or you might not be and still inspired to write something. So it's just to sort of help there because we take. We don't look at people's training or anything like that when we accept music. We're, we're looking at the song itself. Do you find you ever get a really good song that you, you think is great, but then it, the recording that you're sent is just so simple that you have to beef it up a bit? So, like, it's just very basic chords and you feel like you need to add some? Yeah, we've, we've, we've done some of those. That's not too hard. The ones that are tricky for us is trying to put a guitar piece onto a piano where the strumming is a certain way. You know, it's not always going to work. So the guitar songs still very much sound like guitar songs. But what we found from the Purple Worship book were the the people who tended to teach new music and who was responsible for new music in Ecclesia were the piano players. So that's why in Orange Book we then moved everything to making sure everything had a piano accompaniment because there's a lot of piano players that are unconfident with lead sheets. Yeah, there's there's so much to think about that, like just being able to sing it in a congregation or or is it easy to learn? Well, or? well, 
actually that's that's half the point of the worship book. It's not a congregation book. Right, okay. And probably should clear that up, and I'm forever saying it as well, and it's in the front of the book that it's not a worship, it's not a congregation book. It's never intended to be. Look, a lot of it, you know, having new music, as a musician myself, like I get bored. I love a lot of the Green Hymn Book pieces, but I get bored with some of them. And, you know, you have all those moments in the service where you need extra music. And so this was a way of bringing in extra music. So the worship book, a lot of the stuff in there needs rehearsing, like it needs learning, and it needs to be sung by a soloist or a choir. Some of them are congregational, and it sort of has surprised us the types of songs that have become congregational because we never would have said we we never would have assumed that that would ever be a congregational song, but it has become a congregational song, and so it just shows how talented our you know general community is, <laughs> but and capable musically. But but we are not a congregational book, and we're a supplementary book to whatever musical is already in the community. And it's for all of those other points where you need music. That that's what the book's used for. That's a really interesting so, point because I think yeah, there are a lot of people who would who would probably see it as a congregational book, even though it's not. And it definitely is used by some ecclesias as a congregational book. Even in Cambridge, I know we've used you know some of the songs. Obviously, some yeah, of them you could just never do. But couldn't. yeah, 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 because there are some really good group songs in there. But like you say, there's some really nice solo songs or. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard now because it means you can't pick it, right? So <laughs> you you can put in some some hymn looking pieces and think, there you go, that's going to keep the hymn, you know, the the musicians who are confident with that. It's going to keep them happy um, and and confident to be able to use the book. And then some of those don't get used, and <laughs> something else gets used, you know. And I get messages, this one's really hard to play. Yeah, we kept it hard on purpose, you yeah. know. <laughs> so, so, so that's that's the thing. And I should say we do keep things tricky on purpose as well, because we're also trying to educate at the same time, as well. You know what it's like as a musician when you're dying to play something, and it's just sort of like at that level you know, ahead of where you you're, you actually are, but because you're dying to play it, you'll work at it and you'll improve your skills. So, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, something that we do. Yeah, I think there's um, something I've enjoyed the the couple times I've been to Australia, at the one time I guess I've been to Australia, is the idea of the, the meditational hymn or the devotional hymn and yeah. including a, a, a performance or a small group performance in your memorial service even or or to open, to open an event and just have a performance instead of it always needing to always, every time needing to be congregational, which is pretty universal in North America that, I mean, U S and Canada, that it is always congregational. <laughs> and I really do think that's a pretty easy, that's an easy shift that Ecclesias could take, especially if they have musical talent and, and talking about speaking of people's strengths. I mean, if you have a beautiful soloist in your Ecclesia, it would make sense to use them. Mm. Absolutely. We've got amazing, in Australia, some of our states actually have an instrumental system where kids learn orchestral instrument at school. And, you know, you want you want to be able to have then a place for them to use that capability, that skill in the ecclesia and point them in the direction of, of using their music for, 
for service for God and to help the community with praise. So, yeah, I'm always all for bands, ensembles, all that sort of thing. The piano is the easy way out and I'm a classical piano player. So, you know, it, it is the easy way out because it's one person. The more difficult way is to try and get an ensemble together and rehearse and have something to present. But it's really special because it involves a lot more people. Collaboration is, is really, really special. Totally. I've got two more questions, Levi. Do you have any any others? I do. I want to know what color the next one's going to be. Dang it. That was on mine. Oh, You're going to reveal the color? I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, I, I think lime green would look really cool with it. But then we'd have the green book and the green book and the green book. And, and that would be a disaster. The joke is that the last two books were chocolate colors. So one was Cadbury and the other one was Gwillian. <laughs> and so I've got to sort of think think of something we're thinking maybe an aqua blue or you know yeah I'm just sort of looking at my music around here we're thinking of aqua blue maybe sunshine yellow something like that something happy but or or like a pink like a cerise sort of thing um would be really cool as well you know that would look really cool with them but it it, we use that buckram stuff, which is used on um, university theses. So it's a standard selection of colours that you can look up on any printer. And, yeah, I'm thinking we might turn that into a little bit of a, in the lead up to the book, you know, campaign, what colour should it be? That's cool. <laughs> Maybe you should do a poll or something on the site. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool. It gives it a certain energy. So you know, I do I do like color. I hear color in music and it's that sort of thing. Color for me is a really big big thing. So I, I like having the colors. I'm glad we didn't just go black for everything. Yeah, I like that you're going for some nice, bright, happy colors. That's good. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that. Can't. I'm looking forward to yeah. that announcement. I wanted to ask. My last question was: How has working on the worship books affected your faith personally ah that's a really interesting question because i i'm not sure if i see music affecting my faith hang on let me think that's gonna i'm gonna need to think about that yeah i mean the thing is is i use my faith to do the music thing but I don't think my faith grows because I'm doing the music thing. Does that, I I see faith and growth of that sort of thing coming from other things in life, challenges, like, like health challenges, like we have in our family and yeah, things like that. I don't know. For me, this is service. This is, this is, it's a service thing. So yeah, that's an interesting question. It's it's an expression of my faith, I guess, is what I would say. The service doing doing the worship book is an expression of my faith, where and also that music music for me is spiritual. It goes beyond anything on a written page. For me, you know, God breathes His Spirit into each person, and you can breathe his, you can breathe out in service to God through song. And you know we're using we're using spirit breath every time we sing. You know it. This is it's a sacred thing that's happening there. So uh, I see I see music and doing things like the worship book as an expression of faith. Beautiful, that, beautiful. That, thank you, Rachel. Yeah, that's great. This has been really great. I, I thank you for being so 
game for this. I mean, you really, we really jumped into, I think, a pretty deep conversation as essentially strangers. So thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, strangers of sorts. I've seen I mean, you online, so true, you yeah. know. <laughs> We've seen each other's names, but I'm, I'm very yeah. thankful. And I'm really excited about it. I, 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 that we can help, like you're saying, that we can help get a more diverse um, offering from our, you know, from our community. Can I add? Um, can I add a little bit of something else that I'd like to say to the yes. conversation? That's yep. okay. On our website, if you look through our website, there is a blog there which sort of explains when I get round to writing it, the pro- process and whatever process we're up to in putting a book together. But there's also on there a history of Christadelphian music, which is something I actually wrote years ago for my honours thesis. I didn't end up doing my PhD in Christadelphian music. I did that in like Australian music instead. But my honours thesis was on the history of Christadelphian music. And it was only then when I did that that I realised that, you know, I played for my first service when I was 12. And ever since then, up until the point when I did this thesis, I was always told what I can and can't play. You know, like it was, or you have to play from this book, you can't play from this book and everything. And then when I did my honours thesis and I looked at, I did a sort of ethnomusicological approach where we sort of, you, you look at how the community makes decisions and then how it influences their musical choices and decisions. And we can easily think of straightforward instances where that happens with like lyrics, changing lyrics of existing hymns and all, all that sort of stuff. So it's really interesting seeing how Christelphia started with music and with the decisions they made but it was only then also then I realized as a musician that there's room to make decisions when I was told up to that point that I couldn't I had to sort of stick with music from one sort of place so but I've I it's an old thesis but it's on there I know it's been used by some people in talks and that sort of stuff but there's even little pictures of some of the old books that we have as well and and that sort of thing. So I think that's that's worth looking at because music has always been at the heart of the Christelphian community from the word go. The first official published book that had the word Christelphian on it was a hymn book. So it's it's just always been there from and this idea of having music that comes from our community has been there from the very um, beginning of the community. Yeah, thank you. That's a fantastic resource. I'm on it. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's it, it it's a basic command to sing, to sing together. Sing a new song. Sing a new <laughs> and song. sing a new song. And see, that's a good point too. Well, thank you so much for your time, Rachel. This has been a real treat to to have this catch up with you. And again, I really, really hope that this interview and this information inspires people to submit. I think we, like you're saying, we need we need as many voices as possible on this book. So please reach out to Rachel or. Levi and I to help you reach out to Rachel. And I'm really looking forward to this book coming out. The, the, the submission deadline is November 30th of 2022. So yep. there's six months or seven months, I guess, from now to submit. So thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah. And please let everyone know, but thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. So that was our interview, joint interview. I think that was kind of a cool format for us, Levi, to do with um, Rachel Hawking and the worship book. Certainly an interesting conversation, and um, definitely if you have some songs that you are working on or that you would like to to write, you can um, submit your songs on her website and see if you can um, be part of the the new up and coming worship book, Color to Be Determined. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, yeah, I hope uh, hope this episode was helpful and that um, 
um, you or, or someone you know could submit to the uh, worship book as we described. Uh, we'll close out the episode with the uh, first song off Songs in a Strange Land, which is Let Everything That Has Breath. Um, talk to you later, Levi. See ya. Have you ever felt like there was no one? Then look above, there is God. He can heal the sick and the brokenhearted and lead your footsteps in the way everlasting. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 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 If the way seems rough and you're feeling weary, just look above. There is God. You can see His stars and then remember. His promises are everlasting. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 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 Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory The God of heaven and the God of earth You give to those who love you a crown of glory In everything that has breath, praise the Lord Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory the God of heaven and the God of earth. You give to those who love you a crown of glory. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord.